We're going to be chatting now uh, to Belinda Abraham. And as I was saying to Gaketso, she has got a very, very long title. So I better get it right. Um, uh, Belinda, uh, welcome. You are the Communications, Education and Resource Development Manager. That's correct, Lindsay, yes. And you've got a rather squeaky chair, or do you have animals uh, who are your audience in the background? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> what, do you have a squeaky chair? No, no, that was my dog. Oh, wonderful. Okay, good. then let's have the whole family. Um, absolutely, yes. Um, Belinda, isn't it funny that when I was chatting uh, to Koketsa before I started the show, I was... I was uh, telling people what I was going to be talking about. And and right. Carol says, uh, please, you've said enough already about cruelty to animals by telling us what you saw. So she's saying mm. it's, it's not even needing to see this that's horrifying. She's saying it's enough just for me to say that people were posting pictures of donkeys that were skinned. What is it about animal activism that that invokes the sense of wanting to shock people with this incredible cruelty? I think, you know, it's, it's two-sided. I think, first of all, for, from an activist or, or an animal welfareist point of view, there's a lot of change in, in people's mindsets when, when they see images that are shocking. And there's even been some studies done and, and some research which shows that that people do respond. It's, you know, when people see images like that, it drives them to action, which I suppose is, is the reason for sharing them. You know, from the SPCA's perspective, we have on occasion, um, and we're obviously really selective when it comes to sharing information or sharing graphic images with the public, but, but for us it's mostly because... Um, it's just sometimes you refuse to allow an incident to become yet another sort of nameless, faceless uh, victim of cruelty. You want people to know the story and you want people to understand the things that you deal with on a daily basis. Okay, then, I, I get that. But, but often, yes. uh, we're talking about a social media platform, often yes. what happens is that people are communicating and preaching, if you like, to the converted. Yes. And... Um, what happens is if you are aware, seeing that image, or in Catwell's case, even talking about it, you can't mm. then get it out uh, of, of, of your mind. Is that the yes. intention as part of the shock that you, 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 you're imprinting this image and uh, wanting to create some sort of action as a result? I think it's definitely, normally when we post images that are of a graphic nature, and we don't do it often because we aren't the type of organization that likes to shock people. Mm. It's just on occasion, a, a little while ago, there were some children that videoed themselves um, torturing a dog um, mm. and eventually killing it. Um, and obviously we did edit the video so that certain of the more graphic detail wasn't there. But... Our reason for sharing that particular story was because we needed people to sit up and take notice and understand the value that humane education can bring to a child, um, as well as, you know, we wanted the dog story told. So, yes, while I, while I hear you saying, you know, you, you, you're preaching to the converted, um, there is still an element of 
education that 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 can take place, as well as just sharing with our supporters and saying, "Look at this. Are you as shocked as we are?" I get that a lot of a lot of people I know on my on my Facebook are saying, "I'm actually going to unfriend you if you start posting this stuff." Um, mm. I suppose you know. I remember the story of that dog that was buried in Kailicha, and. Yes. You know, for me, the positive side of that story was how many people were prepared to to adopt that dog. That dog survived. Yes. Um, and I have met the owner. That dog yes. should not have lived. That dog no. broke so many bones. And yet mm-hmm. you had people queuing up to take care of that dog. For me, that's a positive story, that people can be as um, as heartless as to to bury a dog and and break its bones, and yet there's an outpouring of people who prepare to take care of that dog, and that dog runs with the other dogs. She says she sometimes wants to stop it because because the bones have been broken. Um, yes. You know, if it gets too enthusiastic, um, you yes. know, you know, there's a concern there. But but wouldn't that be a more positive story to remind people that? that there's another way of treating animals instead of showing us a picture of a dog that's been tortured in that way and had its bones broken? I think, you know, there's there's a lot of the, the happy stuff that we do share as well. Okay. And and even as a brand, you know, you don't necessarily want the, the blue and white cross to be associated with pain and suffering on a permanent basis. You want people to start associating that with, with happy endings and get a warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm. But there is also the need, like you're saying, if, if that dog's story hadn't been shared, um, would he have found a home? So, so sometimes there's method in the madness in terms of sharing something that might be graphic or make people uncomfortable because it does drive action because people get up and say, "Well, I'll give him a home." But, um, but, but it was it was it wasn't there wasn't a photograph of the dog sent. It was, oh, right. you know, it was it was it was enough to, you know, all you need to say that this dog was buried, you know. Yes. Um, um, right. I suppose I think that's what I'm saying is that we we don't need the image forced into our awareness. Um, we we yes. are aware that people are monstrously inhumane with animals. Yes. Um, yes. Um, oftentimes, young children um, pass on the pain that's been passed on to them in their families, yes. and they pass it on to animals. And you see the brunt of that every day, I'm sure. Um, Yes, we do. I think it's just, you know, in terms of, of, um, you know, social media platforms, um, imagery has become almost the currency. Okay, okay. People uh, um, have become a lot more, you know, if you're scrolling down your own Facebook news feed, um, you're more likely to stop at a picture of something than you are at just text. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't need to see a doctor that uh, a donkey that's been skinned. I don't need to see a dog that's had his ears chopped off for me. Mm. And and I actually screen faster, uh, scroll faster. And it, it, it yes. you know, um, uh, how do you decide which graphic image to mm. use? Yeah, sometimes it is difficult. I mean, obviously, on a daily basis, we we see terrible cruelty and and um, the results of horrendous neglect. Um, and when it comes to sharing it, that there's always a method behind it. So, 
you want people to either be able to empathize um, with the organization in terms of, of what's happening. You also want people to not be blind to the fact that these things aren't happening. Plus, you want people to understand that, you know, we, what the story behind it, for instance, the sharing of, of the graphic video of the torturing and killing of a dog, that one was, was quite a difficult one. And we actually spent a lot of time editing out certain bits that we, that we felt were not for public consumption. And while the end product was still disturbing, we felt that the dog story needed to be told so that people could also understand that, that these things are happening um, and what you can do to help. And not only from a financial perspective, but even in terms of just with your own children, educating them and teaching them the correct way to interact with animals, etc. Yeah, um, and I suppose um, you must get this kind of feedback. You, you must have people saying to you, um, um, uh, and you, uh, is it effective? And you're saying research is shown. Is this anecdotal research or is it about the kind no, of... No, it's, it's, it's documented research. And, and while it's based on, a, I think, a United States study, um, we've also seen in terms of our own, of our own work or our own social media updates and posts, um, a really good story uh, with with graphic content, um, it's a huge extended reach. Mm. Whereas, you know, a happy, fuzzy adoption story does well, but it doesn't quite get the uh, the mileage that that a story with almost a little bit of a shock value, but that has a reason behind us telling it. You know, in not an organization that would just share an image. Um, you know, let's say an inspector picks up a dog that has huge cancerous holes in its body and it's still alive. We're not going to share a picture of that because there's no there's no reason to share it, you know. Um, whereas sharing something like childhood cruelty to animals, um, we would do that in the hopes that we're drawing the public's attention to the risk factors there. So, so it's twofold, but I mean, you you brought up the the dog with its ears cut off, and we've obviously seen those posts and things doing the doing the rounds. We also monitor also monitor social media to to sort of pick up things that might be happening. There's been a lot of successful arrests um, and things on the basis of of people sharing graphic imagery, and not only you know for us, but also internationally. Um, and of course, the, the teenagers that are sharing that type of content um, are definitely sharing it for the shock value, which is different, and, and for the power that a like, a like on a picture would give them, or reaction of some sort. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're saying you can also track that they're getting their jollies out of sending this kind of perverted imagery? Yes, definitely. I suppose, though, the question is then how do you differentiate that between, you know, a like is a like or, a, a you know, I suppose now we have a sad face that we can show. Um, yes. It's tricky to track because um, some of these things open. So it would have clocked me as seeing that. I, I don't yes. even comment. I just ignore it. But some people, as yes. I say, befriend people en masse and, and, yes. and tell people, you know, thank you. I do not need to see this. Um, uh, but of course, people uh, often uh, are doing it with good intention, and I suppose that's for me, you know, the the oxymoronic aspect of this. <laughs> you yes. know, 
Definitely. I suppose it is always the reason behind it. Um, definitely. And I suppose the the good news is that you are doing the work you're doing. And, and I suppose that we also need to, you know, with with every loss of our humanity, and that happens when we treat animals badly, there's this yes. wonderful counter. Um, I... <laughs> My response to to you know what the the global shock of of this inhumanity. I said sometimes we need to post more pictures of our dogs, and so I posted mm. a picture of my dog, who's a rescue dog, and floods of likes. And there's something about people needing to balance um, that with with the the healthy, wonderful. Um, emotional yes. uh, support animals give us in our lives um, and 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 if you like for me animals always have a calming effect definitely i mean there's this little as heartwarming as seeing a beautiful picture of a of a person interacting with the animal or of a family interact with, interacting with their animal um those definitely i mean um, people do love those as well but you know, I, I don't. I think it's important to also say that, in terms of when it, when anything graphic is posted, we're also able to see um, whether we get additional followers, whether people are unliking our page because it's not content that they want to see, et cetera, et cetera. And normally, you know, when there's when there's a positive outcome to a story, so it might be. A very emaciated dog, for instance, that was mm. found with a chain embedded in its neck and mm. had been used for dog fighting, but it's now happy and healthy and it's and it's going to a loving home. So to be able to have that contrast mm. talks a lot to the work that the organisation does, which mm. I think, you know, when something like that goes out, we'll see a huge increase in terms of of um, the circulation or the extended reach of that particular post, as well as new followers um, starting to follow the work of the SPCA. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you for for coming on air and and talking about it. I think it's also important that uh, listeners understand your your side of things. I, I do think that there is an amazing appreciation of the work that organizations uh, like yourselves do. Um, and certainly, you know, after the, 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 the horrific fires uh, that plagued the peninsula, um, it was really heartening. Somebody posted a picture of what, in, in my idea, is Bambi. You know, you had this picture of Bambi crying, and there they had Bambi in a car, and they found Bambi on the mountain, and they were rescuing Bambi, you know. <laughs> and it, it reminded me how we are sensitized to, to be triggered by animals, and the, the idea of Bambi crying because of the fire is such, a, yes. su- such an iconic one, you know. And here was yes. tears rescuing Bambi, you know. So, yes. Yes. you know, I, I, I think there, there is a, a wonderful a sense of goodwill. If people want to go further than just feeling all warm and fuzzy about your organization, how can they get hold of you to assist in the work that you do? Um, so if people are interested in supporting or if people are, are particularly um, wanting to report acts of cruelty, animals in distress, then give us a call on 021-700-4158 or 9 during office hours and 083-326-1604 after hours. 
And you can also visit our website, which is kpspca.coza. Thank you once again. That's Belinda Abrams. Thank you for having me. Of the SPCA.